Behind every song is a voice, and every voice is a story. The journeys behind the voices brings life to the music that shapes each of us. Welcome to Behind the Tunes. I am your host, Austin Black. Together, we will explore those journeys, the journeys behind the artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Our guest today is J.J. Weeks, a journey of faith even beyond the moments of doubt, the challenge of writing music without playing an instrument, and how planning and clockwork kept everyone from knowing an embarrassing onstage moment. Until now, this is Behind the Tunes. JJ Weeks, uh, you can learn all about him at jjweeks.org. JJ, thanks so much for being here today, man. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. So your your home is there in Georgia, and and you guys started early two thousands. Now now, you know, uh, it tells you to two thousand one. Is that really when you started, or is that when you kind of really got the wheels going? Yeah, it, you know, music was always a big portion of my life, you know, growing up in church. It was always, we were singing in church or, or playing, you know, music in church. I, I played drums for my church for a little while, and uh, so music was just always a thing, and people would always say, you sound great, you need to keep doing it, and I just didn't see a financial stability in it, to be honest. Um, but the doors would open for me to go sing, and so I'd always take that opportunity, you know, and um, enjoyed doing it, but just just thought, God, if I'm going to raise a family, and when I want to have kids one day, and and you know, and do that, and um, man, I just thought, if I'm going to do that, I can't do music because it just seems like there's no money, you know, to raise a family. But and I kind of gave God, you know what, I'll I'll do youth pastor, and that way I have a consistent check of some sort, and I'll do music on the side, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and so in 2001. I had been to college for two years, and um, I came home for the summer, and I was studying to be a youth minister, youth pastor, and um, at Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I I came home for the summer. My youth group that I was a part of, my home church, um, was was uh, dwindling, and so man, I, I really plugged in there and started trying to help the local church. My local church ended up. Um, doing a two-week run of concerts for my uncles, like churches or you know, uh, you know, places. Uh, just doing a two-week run and saying, "Hey, well, come sing." They wanted me to do youth things, and I'll never forget. In 2001, I um, I was at the first church on this run, and um, I started singing, man. And I just I just felt the presence of God in, in a way that I haven't felt it before in my life. And that day, I I uh, got down to that altar that night, and and uh, I just surrendered my life to God. And I said, "If you want me to sing, and this is what you call me to do, then it's yours. And just show me, and and walk it out with me." And um, and so that's really the heartbeat of of 2001. Is is I had been singing already, uh, but 2001 is when I said, "You know what, God, I'll, I'll do it. If this is what you call me to do." You know, I know there's in. in... 
in these journeys and these stories, there's, there's always obviously plenty of ups and downs, and, and I know you still experience those things. Was there, at that point, did you live with the just a confidence of knowing in a peace, all right, this is what God wants me to do? Or was there a point later where you said, okay, like this is really going to happen? Man, you know, honestly, um, I just, from that day forward, it was such a real moment between God and I. And I, I just, I said, I lived with a faith and a confidence from that point forward that I still carry today. Like I can look back on that day in 2001 and say that day I know that God called me to sing and tour and sing, not just not just a worship pastor kind of thing, not that that's lower than what I'm doing. It was just, it was just defined of what I felt like God had called me to do. You know, it was very defined that night and and and. And I still live with confidence from that night today. Now, have I questioned that? Absolutely. Over the years, I've questioned and I've said, God, you know, because one moment you can have a song like Let Them See You and Me that's killing it, you know, and radio's playing the snot out of it. And then the next moment, uh, you know, your songs aren't doing as well on radio and radio could care less about you. They're on to the next person, you know, and and I've really – uh, often wondered uh, at times in the, you know, in these past many years of doing this, God, has, did I hear you exactly right? But then I can stand on the, what I know I felt that night, and it's just it gives me confidence even still today. Mm, it's amazing that God does give those moments because He knows He knows look, the, the journey is uh, is not going to be easy, but He gives us those yeah, places sure. to go back to and remind us uh, of of what He told us. Those early days, um, you know, people people see like He's you know all oh, the songs on the radio and He's playing for thousands of people and selling records and and on a label and 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 we know that that. that that's not how it starts. Uh, what were those early days like, kind of for you? What was it? Did you did you stay mostly kind of in your area there in Georgia? Were you branching out a lot? Yeah, we we did. I mean, so I didn't. I, I stayed independent for twelve years before mm-hmm. ever signing a record label. So I toured for twelve years before you know ever going into the industry side of of Christian music. You know. Um, Man, and yeah, the early years were crazy because there was this one radio station uh, in Dublin, Georgia. So it was it was southeast Georgia um, that picked up. We we played a show with a guy named Michael English. Some people may mm. know that name, some yeah. may not. But we played a show with Michael English one night in Dublin, Georgia, at the theater. And uh, that night, that radio station uh, kind of came and plugged in. And, and just really fell in love with our music. And, and so, man, I started, uh, they started playing our stuff and ended up doing great on their station. And so it really opened up that avenue for us. And there's a there's an interstate called I-16 that leads to the coast from the central Georgia area um, to the coast. Uh, and, and, man, I'm telling you, there was one year, um, I remember looking back that we played 78 shows that year and this is an as an independent mm-hmm. uh, artist we played 78 shows that year and out of those 78 shows we played 64 of them down that one interstate wow. to the coast wow and i mean we just played it was very concentrated in georgia in the early years but then word of mouth just started stretching us and then it became more of a southeast thing 
Um, and then uh, as we started to go up the East Coast, I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I remember getting a call from Virginia Beach and uh, Myrtle Beach and started kind of going up the East Coast in, into the Carolinas and then to Virginia. And I remember thinking, man, we're doing good. We're really growing. And that's when um, we played a little. We played a little showcase because we were about to do a um, independent uh, song promotion, you know, for radio. Um, and we paid this independent radio promoter to help us, and they linked us in with this radio event. <clears throat> excuse me, at Dollywood. Oh yeah, in Gatlinburg, you know, Pigeon Forge, and uh, and part of the thing where we, you know, the money that we had paid to to be to be promoted was that we got to um, we got to um, um, what is it called? Play at this event mm-hmm. uh, in front of these radio stations, and so we got up there and we played the first year, and um, and it did good, but it introduced us to some industry people um, there. And and so they started. I started seeing interest in the industry. Within the next year, we got to play again, and um, that is literally the place where In uh, Pop Records, uh, which is was our first label, um, signed us. And that is the same place where uh, I played "Let Them See You" um, for the first time. Oh, wow. "Let Them See You and Me" and those radio station. It was just a moment there in that little theater at Dollywood and um it was just a moment again kind of kind of like 13 12 13 years later from that moment in 2001 it was like a defining moment that night when I sang let them see you and all the radio station people were worshiping god and um and it was just it was just a really defining moment for for us uh that night so it, it was just a real marker we were mm. going from independent to you know more of an industry uh, side of things. We're here with JJ Weeks, jjweeks.org. Uh, JJ, those early days, if you and the guys that have played with you through the years, if y'all are sitting around right now and just kind of kicking stories around, is there a crazy road story from those early days that sticks out? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's so many. Right. Like to, to pinpoint one is really tough, but there was one for us that um, I would say is is a crazy uh, part of the road is breakdowns. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, like it's a part of of traveling. It's a part of ministry uh, or doing what we do. Like trailer trouble, you know, bus troubles, van troubles. You know, it's just simply a part of of what we do, unfortunately, none of us like it, (laughs) but, uh, but it is definitely a part of what we do. And I remember we were traveling somewhere and it was up. Um, this was when let them see you. It kind of just came on the scene and we were traveling up in, uh, I think it was in New York state. And, uh, man, we were, we were, we had a trailer that we had ran into the ground way before, um, uh, this, but, we was doing repairs, just trying to keep it together, you know. And uh, one night, I remember feeling the 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 RV that we were in kind of twist a little bit. <laughs> and I look in the rearview mirror, and there's sparks flying everywhere. And I remember um, we finally got off the side of the road, and I went outside and literally 
the two rims and tires on the driver's side of the trailer were gone. Oh my gosh. And and it wasn't like it wasn't like blown tires, like it literally <laughs> severed the the lugs that held the you know, like that you put the lug nut yeah. on for the rim. Like all those were gone. And like the tires were gone and the rims were gone. And um man, it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced because it literally both tires fell off and it was riding on the brake drums, you know, My on the trailer goodness. to get it off the side of the road. You talking about a crazy experience because, you know, you couldn't move it and then you call a tow place to come and get it. Well, they can't figure out what to do. <laughs> you know, it was, it was the longest night of my life, I believe. But I, I mean, there's so many stories that way of, of something going wrong and, um, you know, and, and, and just God's provision and hand protecting us because it could have gone crazy, you know, but we were able to get off the side of the road. And, uh, but yeah, there's always something, always. Yeah. When, pe- when people are like, hey, I really, I really want to do what you do. Are you ever like, let me tell you some stories. Uh, all right. <laughs> let me tell uh, you. you know, my answer. Yeah. My answer to that is always, can you do anything else and be happy? Because <laughs> if you can do anything else and be happy i would suggest doing it if you can't do anything else and you know this is what god's called you to do and if you cannot do anything else and be happy then chase after it because then god's got a purpose and a reason you know that's great um (laughs) that really is great like 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 that's funny advice but that really is great advice really great advice what were you i mean i i don't have a choice at this point. This is what God's called me to yeah. do. And there's definitely been moments, even as, as late as 2018, um, where I, I gave God every reason to end it, to, mm. to, to let me walk away. And, uh, he just continues to say, I'm not through with you. And, uh, and so if you can't do anything else, do it. But if you can <laughs> do that. <laughs> You're here with JJ Weeks. JJ, uh, who are your musical influences growing up? Oh, man, um, you, you know, I, I came on the scene uh, with, you know, growing up in church, it was Southern gospel, you know, everything was Southern gospel in at their church. And so, you know, obviously some of those early um, Southern gospel groups, uh, but, but when, when, when I started really getting intrigued by the, by the music was um, there was a guy named Fred Hammond that I just loved. And I thought, man, that's cool. You know, it was gospel. And uh, it was probably my first, uh, you know, influence on that. Michael English, uh, one of the uh, you heard me say a minute mm-hmm. ago that mm-hmm. uh, when when I opened for him, we actually got to sing Midnight Cry together. Oh wow! That night, and it was just a it was just a, a you know a dream come true kind of thing. And um, so Michael English, Fred Hammond, uh, I loved the edginess and the the way that DC Talk back then would mm-hmm. push the the envelope, you know. Um, and then you know, even groups like For Him um, was oh, wow. was a big deal to me back you know uh, in those days. And uh, but yeah, those are early on. I would say that. And then and then uh, as I kind of grew in music, Bart, uh, you know, with Mercy Me, anybody who had this big voice was always attractive to me, you know. And and I was just intrigued and and would try to sing like them, you know. And um, so Michael English was one of those, and then Bart Bart Millard, um, you know, I just I, I was just always intrigued by people who had big vocals, 
like Russ Taff and, you know, some of those people. So, And I can see that in you. I can see the obvious influence of those types of, uh, of voices in you personally. Um, yeah. If, all right, so just kind of for fun here, if you could open for anybody, dead or alive, <laughs> who would you choose? Jeez, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is really tough. I, I think if I could open for anybody... You know, I, you know, one of the things, and I have opened for these guys. I have really, I'm intrigued by King and Country for King and Country right yep. now. You know, they're just they're pushing the envelope mm-hmm. in ways that no Christian artist can. You know, uh, besides them, you know what I'm yeah, saying? you're right. Like it's just it's just amazing the things that they're able to get on radio and get people to love. That if I was to do, we would be kicked out. You know what I mean? Like, and so I have, I've, I've even opened for those guys, but I would say, and I just, I, I love them as people too. They're great guys. Mm. And so I just, if, if we could tour as an opening artist, right. That's what I would say sure. is I would say for King and country, um, we would have to step our game up pretty heavily <laughs> to do that. But <laughs> because everything we do right now is based on a vocal, you know, it's, and theirs is all about, the drama of mm-hmm. the of the night, you know, mm-hmm. and so um, I don't know what we would bring to the table, but I I would still do it. <laughs> iron sharpens iron, man. We got the best in you, you know. <laughs> That's right. We're here with JJ Weeks. JJ, do you have a favorite song to play live? Oh man, it it, it actually goes in seasons. Yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah, it depends on what my life I'm facing in the moment in that in that season of my life of. You know, some of the songs that are speaking to me right now is a song called Rest Now that I wrote, and it's on uh, on the record prior to this newest one uh, on a record called As Long As We Can Breathe. And, um, man, that um, that song just is speaking to me right now. So I would say that those are things that, that make the songs great for me to sing in those moments, but also have... Uh, another favorite right now is called Got This Feeling. It's off of our new EP uh, called The Sound of Freedom, but um, it's one of my favorites to play right now. I just I just enjoy playing it, you know, and singing yeah. it uh, live. But but I would say more than likely, that it's the songs that are speaking to what season I'm walking in that that um, you know would be my favorite in that in that particular time. We're going to take this moment to share one of the songs that J.J. was just speaking about. Got this feeling off of his newest EP, The Sound of Freedom. And after that, stick around for more Behind the Tunes with an embarrassing onstage moment where timing was of the essence and the challenge of writing music without playing an instrument. But for now, enjoy Got This Feeling by J.J. Weeks. Woke up this morning and something's changed Never seen the sunshine quite this way Guess God's not sleeping in the dead of night When my heart is heavy and the Lord's not light Ain't no doubt about it, no I can't
like I'm walking ten feet off the ground. Ain't no doubt about it. No, I can't deny. Got this to Behind the Tunes with this week's guest, J.J. Weeks. There are a few things like live music and, and just the gift that it is um, to, to even when we play it and then those that are they're joining with us in those moments. But there's always goofy things that happen along the way. Do you have a most embarrassing on-stage moment? Uh, this, and this may be a little gross, but it's the most embarrassing uh, for me. Um there was uh, it was at one of the biggest shows I'd ever played at this particular moment. It was at a uh, an event in uh, Knoxville at uh, the Thompson Bowling Arena, hmm. and there was about twelve to fifteen thousand youth there. And uh, this particular event was something I just looked so forward to being a part of. the The day before we left for the event, so it was a two or three day event, and we got to lead worship at it all three days. Well, I. Um, I ate uh, some shrimp here in my hometown and I got food poisoning. Mm. And so it was like clockwork. I was, I was throwing up every 15 minutes. I mean, it was, I mean, I could just about set an alarm to it. And so instead of canceling, I just said, let's build a set to where at 15 minutes, Something's going on band-wise so I can jump off stage and, and do my thing and then come back and finish the set. And um, I'm not kidding you. It worked like <laughs> rocket fire. My brother was on the side of the stage with a trash can, and literally we, we um, worked it out at 15 minutes, uh, right around 15 minutes, the band played this musical interlude, and then my keyboard guy started a song. I'm I'm off the side of the stage throwing up, and or at that point I was just dry even, you know, and <laughs> and so I come back and finish the set, 
um, we had a 25-minute slot, so I come back and we finish two more songs and we walk off the stage. I did that the first night, and then the second night I was doing better, but I was still so weak, you know, uh, from from the, the food poisoning. But, yeah, it was so – it was just like – it was somewhat embarrassing to know that some people knew that that was happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there were people there that knew that we had set it up that way, so it was definitely an embarrassing moment. And then uh, another one that was funny is we were playing um, – this was – uh, early on, but we were playing a uh, meant to live by, um, oh gosh, Switchfoot, uh, Switchfoot, yeah. Um, and dude, we were, you know, you get playing that song, you got to rock out, that's right, you know. And so, I'm I'm like rocking out with my bass player. Well, when I step away, I accidentally catch his foot and he drops to the floor on his back, and we're and he just keeps playing laying down on the floor he just keeps playing <laughs> and i could not even sing from laughing hard. but um <clears throat> but yeah there's there's definitely those moments where you go did that just really happen <laughs> yeah you know what's the did amazing really just yeah the amazing thing is is going back to the one where you were sick is is most people had no idea this is happening um, and yeah. somebody probably came to Christ that night, you know, like, it, like it, here's an event, you know, it's so worth it. It's yeah, unbelievable it's so it. that, uh, yeah. that, that God keeps us humble. And, uh, oh, and yeah. so is yeah. this like, uh, I, I, I work in spite of us. So most of the time, <laughs> that's, that's a great yeah. story. Thank the Lord, right? Oh Thank my goodness. Lord. Yeah. If, if he would listen, man, if he was dependent on me, we'd be in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Okay, we're here with JJ Weeks, jjweeks.org. JJ, you said music was was always part of your life. Um, was there a person that really poured into you in those younger years? When, when did you, well, let me go back here. When did you begin to play music or sing in church so, even? So, yeah, I, you know, I can't play an instrument. Mm-hmm. I've tried, and it just does not work. So I really just, I mean, I play drums, but, um, you know, I can't do that and sing at the same time. So, um, <laughs> Man, all I really have is this voice. Yeah. And so I always consider myself not worthy to stand on a stage because I don't feel like I have the talent. You know, and just being just being vulnerable here, um, there's definitely been that those feelings of not feeling like I'm enough, mm. you know, over the years. And and so that even started at an early age when, when people at my home church would say, You just got this great singing voice, you need to keep singing. And I would just, I would just always feel like I was inadequate, you know. And uh, there was this gentleman in my church who had a great voice, and his name was Jackie Backus, and um, he was just an incredible singer. Like I just looked up to him. He was an older, yeah. he was older than me, and I was, I was good friends with his son, and um, I just loved his voice. I loved the way he sang. He sang with passion and. Um, and it was contemporary, you know, it was different than everybody else in the church that was singing, I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain, you know, and, uh, and all these, con- you know, Southern gospel songs. And, and he would sing different, you know, and it, and it just, he really, he really pushed me, you know, to, um, uh, to keep singing. And like, he noticed the gift inside of me before I noticed it, I think. Mm. And, uh, or, or the calling yeah. more, I should say, not just the gift. Um, and man, he just really began to draw it out of me. He would, and he created this little singing group, like three, 
three uh, guys, and I was in it, and uh, he was in it, and then another guy from the church. And he, he kind of, like, pressured me to be a part of it, you know. Uh, I didn't really want to be. It wasn't cool. You know, I, I, went, I wanted to play football, you know, yeah. uh, in my teen years. And and uh, and he was like, man, you just need it. We need to do this. Come on. I've got the cassette. Here's the here's the song we're going to do. And, um, you know, and, and I need you there on Tuesday. We're going to practice. Then we're going to sing Sunday, you know. And, and uh, man, if it wasn't for Jackie Backus, I don't think I would have, in, especially in those early years, I would have pushed to do it. Because even, you know, even when your mom and dad believes in you, it's just your mom and dad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but to have somebody that um, that I looked up to that vocally was just a really great singer to me, um, you know, to believe in me, he definitely pushed me. And um, he he uh, he he never he, – he told me one day, he said, I never was able to go and do what you're doing. And this was years later, he said, because I'm – uh, ended up getting married and having kids, and he said, "I, I'm jealous that that you're doing it in ways." And, uh, and Jackie, uh, I, I think he was only 52, he had a massive heart attack mm. and passed away. And I, I remember their family wanted me to sing at his funeral. That was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, you know, to sing at a mentor's, you know, funeral. It was tough. And we were the, with JJ Weeks. Yeah, I, I people and I, and I and I ask that question always for a reason because people I think so often take for granted that God often brings us into people's lives to speak what He has placed in them into them. Uh, we often oh, yeah. see it before other people do. And and again, like you said, He. He's passed away now, but but he's very much alive in many ways because God is using totally. you because of the encouragement that 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 he was to you, and that's just unbelievable to hear. Um, and what a, what a celebration that will be one day, you know. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? I do, like yesterday. <laughs> How old were you? Eighteen years old. Okay, eighteen years old, and um, I uh, <clears throat> was struggling to try to figure out. You heard me say this earlier just trying to figure out do i do youth ministry or do i do music you know i was trying to figure that out and um i remember just hearing words in my heart and uh and it's a song called leave me lord and um literally it didn't go on the first couple of records but it ended up going on one of the records um that uh maybe the third record that i did and um so yeah it's a song called leave me lord if you find it you know, I would prefer you not tell me that you found it, <clears throat> but um, but it definitely was um was an early one uh, for me. Well, I, I know now the process is probably a little bit different. But you're saying a minute ago that you don't play an instrument. What's the songwriting process like for you? Um, not being able to have an instrument to to play it out on in that way. What's it look like for you? I'm so jealous of those people who can sing and play. Yeah. I'm not telling you. I'm not kidding. It's just because, I mean, I would love to sit down. I mean, I even got a like a piano in my house <laughs> that I can't play, you know, and, uh, and I try to get uh, my piano guy and we'll write, you know, in my, in my music room uh, here and there. But, uh, man, it's, 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 it comes in different ways. So songs, there'll be courses that'll pop in my head. And I, you know, 
just out of the blue. Um, and then, and then there's times where I go to Nashville and I, I, I can't ride on the road, like traveling on the road, but because I've got so many other things going on in my mind, I'm worried about the bus, worried about the trailer, worried about the sound or lighting. And I've just got so much going on that I can't focus my brain enough to, to write just on the road. So I really have to set aside days. I really have to set aside time uh, to, to focus on that. But, but what I'll normally do is we'll set aside time to do that. And I will, um, you know, I'll pull up these little thoughts that have come to my head that I've recorded in my phone, yeah. you know, and, and we'll write to that, you know, but nine times out of 10, you'll never see a song that's written just by JJ weeks because I can't sit down and write a song, uh, you know, by myself, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so there's always somebody that, that, that comes in and, and, uh, and, and jumps into the mix and brings their, their, you know, uh, there's part of it too, you know? And so, yeah, it's different. I, I go to Nashville and I'll do some co-writes up there. Um, I'll write with my piano guy some here, uh, Scotty Wilbanks, who was with third day. He was the keys guy for third day for a number of years. And, uh, I've written with him multiple times and, uh, Ian Eskelin, who, um, uh, I enjoy writing with so much. Uh, I write with him a lot. But I've wrote with so many, Michael Farron, you know, Tony Wood, some of the greats uh, in Christian music that have written, you know, some of the biggest hits uh, on Christian radio. And, um, you know, it's just different. It, it, it's different in different seasons. If we're writing for a record, it becomes a priority. And, and I may go do more co-writes, you know, hmm. um, in Nashville. Uh, whereas if we're just writing to keep that wheel spinning and, those, and that fresh and, and new songs coming, it may just be uh, me and Ben, my keys guy, at my house. You know, yeah. it's it's just different in 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 ways when you, especially when you can't play anything. You know, that has to drive you in many ways. I, I'm processing that as you're talking about it. You know, in, in many ways, it, it has not being able to play an instrument it, for you. You say, "Gosh, that makes me." I'm, I'm jealous of those that can. But had to almost drive you maybe to be a, a better songwriter because you have to learn to co-write, which for many people is a challenge. Um, do you feel like it's driven yeah. you to have to really, all right, ego's got to be out of the way because I need a little help here? You know, honestly, it's all I know. So I don't know. You know, yeah, it's I the only you. way I know to write. I don't, I've never had the opportunity to write any other way, you know, and so it's always been. Now, it drives me nuts sometimes when I hear it a certain way in my head and I can't get it to them. <laughs> um, you know, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, I yeah. Hear oh, yeah. Literally everything about the song <laughs> and I can, I can hear it in here, but I can't get it out because I don't know. I don't even know what key we're singing in. Right. You know, like, I can't tell you right here, it's a paradiddle. I don't know what you, I don't know what it is, but I can hear this and I'll sing it, you know. That has drove me nuts many times, but um, and you know, honestly, it, it 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 plays in two different ways. Do I think it's made me stronger? Yes, I do. But I also um, can say that that has made me uh, feel inadequate too. Yeah. You know, um, so it's played into those uh, demons inside that uh, that I'm not enough, that I'm not good enough. It's played into that role as well through my years. You know. Um, 
And so, yeah, it's played both ways, I think, when probably. You, when you find yourself in those moments, I think we all struggle in different realms and avenues and times of, of not being enough. What do you do? Like, how, how, do you, how do you work out of that as J.J. Weeks? You know, I just I, I find myself reminding myself of what God did say. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know for a fact, and that and, you know, we go all the way back to 2001 when I when I know God called me to do this. If He called me then, then there was a reason. He He saw something inside of me that I didn't see myself, and so I, I fall back on what He sees me as instead of what I see mm. me as, because what he sees me as must be bigger than what I can see because he's given me the platforms that he's given me. He's given me the gifts, the songs. And, um, you know, and so I, I begin to remind myself, um, you know, uh, that way that God must see something in me and that should be enough at the end of the day. Um, you know, no matter what I feel, it should be enough that he sees something inside of me. Do you ever find it difficult to be, real and honest in your songwriting? You know, honestly, no. And, and because again, you, you, I feel like out of anybody that I know in my circle, I'm can be the most honest Hmm. in my songwriting because I just wear everything on my sleeve. I, who you see on a stage is who I am right now in my house, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel like I have to put on a persona to, to, to make, you know, honestly, you know, I've struggled with weight my whole life. Right. I've, mm-hmm. I've always been like, man, I wish I could lose this weight and, and sometimes I'll lose it. And it's like, but, but honestly, I am who I am. And at the end of the day, if that's not good enough for a label, if that's not good enough for somebody, if they're going to look at me and go, I can't listen to him because he's fat, then don't listen to me. Mm. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's been a, it's been a struggle my whole life. And so I just, I've always had this confidence um, that it's okay for people to know my good and my bad, you mm. know, yeah. it's okay. It's okay for me. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to hide it. I've struggled with, uh, with things, man, but you know, I've tried to live my life in a way that I don't have to hide things. And so I'm not going to hide it in music either. You know, Yeah. And I mean, you listen to a song that's on my new EP called days like these. And it's as, it's as real. Literally the, the people said, you need to not be as real in the second verse. Like we need to paint just a little better picture of brightness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like when we were writing it, the guy was like, we need to probably go a little more positive because I was just willing to be that vulnerable. Yeah. You know? And, um, man, I think, I think that's what speaks to people. I mean, my gosh, we get enough fake Mm -hmm. in this world. Why did, you know, why do we, we don't need it anymore. So if I can be less fake than, than praise the Lord. That's right. And if, People see my if people see my flaws, maybe they'll understand that you know it's okay to have flaws. It's all right. That's right. Oh, I love it. Yeah, JJ, thank you so much for your honesty, man. Goodness, uh, you know we're with JJ Weeks, uh, jjweeks.org. JJ, we're getting ready to wrap up here, uh, man. But I love to end with a little rapid fire. You got time for a little bit of rapid okay. fire, quickly? 
Absolutely. They got some hot wings waiting on me, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Texting or calling? Texting. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Do you snore? My wife would say I do. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> junk food? Mike and Ike's. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Always kind of been or one of you. Goods. All right. I'm with you. One of right. the other. Very nice. Yeah, one of the other. What was your first car? Uh, Zuzu pickup truck. All right. All right. If the toilet paper roll is really low, do you replace it or leave it for someone else? I leave it. Forget that. <laughs> Amen. In the movie about your life, the J.J. Weeks story, who plays you? Oh, wow. That's tough. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I don't even know where to go with that. It has to be somebody that don't care. There you go. <laughs> so, I don't know who that is. We'll Google it. Google actors who don't care. Yeah. Batman or That's Superman? Right. <laughs> Batman all day. All right. Favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, DuckTales. Oh, you know, you know, there's a new one. My kids are eating it up. There's a new DuckTales now. I, you know, but they're, the the characters look funny. It's not the same. I'm with me, you. Go no. back to the go back to the original, man. Wow. I'd say come back right there with you. Do you sing in the shower? Yes. Favorite movie? Uh, man, you know, I'm not a movie guy. Okay. I'm not a TV guy. I like to stay busy, so I don't. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know right now. But my, you know, this quarantine, we have stayed. It had to be inside some. And I know. Anyway, the Divergent series. Yeah, has been kind of cool yeah. to watch. What's the most useless talent you have? <laughs> oh, useless talent. I'm a decent whistler. Okay. So, so right. like people always say, why do you whistle all the time? And I, you know, I don't even realize I'm doing it. You know, I'm just like <laughs> walking around going, <laughs> and they're like, quit whistling. I'm like, I didn't even know I was whistling. You're just a happy person. Tell them leave you alone. I'm just <laughs> trying to be happy. Don't, don't read on my prick. Leave me be. Leave me be. You're in the circus. <laughs> Would you rather be the person with their head inside the lion's mouth or get shot out of the cannon? Canon, man. It's got to so. have some fun. I think mm -hmm. so, too. And last one, you can only play one of your songs the rest of your life. Which one do you choose? Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, got this feeling, I guess. All I mean, right. Let Them See You would have to be one of them, but, uh, but I think I would play Got This Feeling. There you go. JJ, you've been great, man. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, man. Uh, you've been gracious, and we look forward to seeing you down the road. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. God bless you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, produced by Grayson Rucker. You can reach the show at BehindTheTunes at gmail.com. A special thanks to our sponsors, Visible Music College and Madison Line Records. Be sure to tune in next time as we explore the stories behind the tunes with more of your favorite artists.